the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us and welcome to the Firing Line Radio Show. It's Lou McCoy and Tiborosaurus Rex taking over for Mr. Philip Naiman once again. Ah, uh, yeah. We're coming from uh, the Rex Reviews podcast and we have the Tiborosaurus Rex a channel on YouTube uh, where a lot of people watch the Sniper 101 series on there. We've also been doing a lot of firearms training, uh, particularly long-range precision rifle training. Uh, that's been very successful over the last year and have, have had a lot of fun with Philip doing a lot of that. And uh, so it's been a great first year. We've been having a lot of fun. And we've also taken over Philip's show, what, four or five times now? <laughs> and it gets better every time, oh, man. Oh, man. I feel sorry for that guy. You know, uh, last time he escaped off to some kind of vacation, but there was one time when we shoved him into a box. A cardboard box a cardboard with holes box in it. box with holes in it. Yeah. That was pretty funny. And taped him in there. You know those, uh, um, for those of you who don't know about the zip ties, who have never had the pleasure of being zip-tied before. It's like a giant zip-tie that is basically impossible to wiggle out of unless you know a trick. Um, but that's what we have uh, in the back of our car there for special occasions behind the seat. And um, so when Philip was walking nonchalant down the alley on his way to work, slurping on his uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company coffee or whatever he drinks there, we captured him and zip-tied him and shoved him into a garbage dumpster. So now we're in charge of the show again. And that is a special occasion. It is a special occasion. If there ever was one. You know what my plan is this time, Lou? Last time, I thought they're going to kick us off the air, and they didn't. So I'm going to push the envelope a little further and see where those boundaries are. Oh, boy. Are you ready? Are you ready for this, Cowboy? I was born ready, man. Oh, I was especially born ready about 12 minutes ago and I drank the coffee, but it already wore off. Man. I'm getting immune to it, dude. <laughs> Can you believe this? So how far do we want to push the envelope today, sir? I don't know. We could talk about anything, I guess. I mean, we could talk about all the bums back there that in, next to the garbage dumpster that we're looking at Philip Neyman when we stuffed him in there. You don't think they'll mess with him, do you? Eh, they looked friendly. Not all bums are bad. You know, sometimes they get a bad rap. Uh, a lot of people might not know this. A fun little fact. I actually uh, was a, uh, I guess you could say a beach bum up in Northern California in the McKinleyville uh, Eureka area back uh, in the day, maybe 18 years ago, I think like that. And um, I drove around in my pickup truck and I lived in my pickup and I was a surfing dude who played uh, guitar for food. <laughs> and you lived from the ocean, I right? I never, ever took one penny, but I did dig food out of the ocean with a giant Bushman knife, which was probably not kosher in the state of California because you can't have pointy <laughs> objects in this state because I don't know why. I don't get it. 
Um, uh, but I, I dug I dug stuff out of the ocean with my Bushman knife, uh, cooked it over uh, a tire iron and a uh, crowbar. And um, literally, that's actually a true story. You can listen to Rex Reviews uh, podcast. We have lots of good old stories from the good old days. Uh, but I really did enjoy my time in California. It's a beautiful place, especially Northern California. Southern California is even nicer climate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is sometimes is you get too many people in a pile, and then there's enough accumulation of those turkeys that get in charge of things. And when everyone else is having a nice time, enjoying the nice weather, and they kind of fall asleep, those guys take over like the uh, blinking box. Like the frog in the boiling pot, right? Yes. And uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the uh, blinking box, it's a thing that many people volunteer. Uh, they'll pay a lot of money for it. And what you do is you get one of these blinking boxes. It blinks at uh, 32 frames per second. You put it in your living room. And instead of going out and playing croquet with your uncle and your grandma or riding your bicycle around the neighborhood or going out and having a barbecue, uh, fishing down by the river or inventing uh, new forms of calculus or exploring the universe within a telescope, uh, what you'll do is you'll stare at this giant piece of plastic with a glass tube on the front that blinks images at you and basically puts your mind into a state of alpha rhythm. And then you will just drool and stare at that your entire life. And then you die. And then you die when you're all done. And actually, you didn't ever do anything your whole life. Except for the one time when you were went with uh, John Wayne in that movie El Dorado. And you're shooting at that. Is Was that El Dorado where they shot at the bell as a distraction so they could run around the corner kind of like a... You know, like distracting the enemy, and they shot. I'm not sure, man. And that old guy with the gray beard shot at that bell with that lever action gun. <laughs> Regardless, just keep ringing that bell, boys. <laughs> ding, ding. Remember that show? Yeah. So what we do is we implant other people's realities into our own brains using the blinking box. That way, we don't have to bother with having our own lives. We can just take Hollywood's life and put it into our brain. And then we become kind of like Neo was in that movie, The Matrix, with all that junk hooked into his brain, and you're just basically uh, uh, available to be used for whatever purpose, uh, you know, slave labor camp or whatever it is that you want to do. So life is very interesting. You guys would like the Rex Reviews podcast if you found that last little tidbit entertaining. But what are we here to actually talk about? What What is this show even called, dude? It's called the Firing Line Radio Show. Oh. And we're, we're on the wrong show. Oh. <laughs> well, wait a minute here. Start. All right. So, and we, I thought we were on a different show. So, I'm sorry, Lou. All right. The reason we're here, though, buddy, is because well, Philip is tied up at the moment. <laughs> he Fig- certainly is, figuratively speaking, <laughs> and he is one of a few patriots left out here, still fighting yeah. a good fight. Yeah, and there are a lot of really cool hardcore patriots still out in Southern California, believe it or not. I mean, people have roots here. Cal, it wasn't that long ago that they had their heads screwed on relatively straight, you know, politically speaking. Mm-hmm. And most people still kind of do. The problem is you have major population centers where you have kind of a different idea of how things should be run. And so I think that if maybe some of these people got together and could explain things things to each other a little more um, effectively, maybe they could come to some kind of more logical conclusion on how to get along. But unfortunately, the people in the cities are trying to micromanage the rest of the state. And uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of realities they might not be uh, privy to on the way that life works, especially 
if the government has to be your mommy, Lou, and <laughs> issues your little government bottle, oh, yes, you are helpless. You have no money. We'll give you this little bottle to serve from. Nom, 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 nom. And then uh, they'll, and then basically you're at the teat of the system for life, and they control you, and you'll continue forever. You'll never shake that because we are slaves to our own comfort. And with that combined with combined with the blinking box, you're basically all done. So you might as well just move out of there and come over where we're at. <laughs> but no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Philip is in the fight in California. There's a lot of people who do have their heads screwed on straight. You still almost can have a firearm in California. You just got to attach, like, fake shark fins onto them. And uh, what are these other things? You got to, like, put, like, Nerf tips on the end of them and, like, weld stuff shut. And uh, So it's, you know, like, if you're a reenactor and you want to pretend like you have guns, uh, like people used to have back in the old days in California, you can still get those, but uh, it's just ridiculous. And unfortunately, um, currently, uh, the fight is a heavy fight. Uh, a lot of people don't even like coming to California in the firearms community because they think it's a lost cause. I would disagree with them. I don't think there's ever lost cause. Um, there's been many times in history, uh, if you study warfare, where it appears that one side was about to dominate the other side. This may have just happened recently, politically, you know, maybe in the recent, if I'm not going to say what it was, uh, but that's an example. But a lot of times, all of a sudden, they sneak up from and they're, they, they kind of catch on to what the attack is. And all of a sudden, the tides of war change. And you become the victor unexpectedly. And so I don't think it's ever a lost cause. Uh, So what we have to do is become um, better tacticians and understand uh, the strategy that they're employing against us. And so we have on the radio a good friend of mine, Josh. He's actually a Purple Heart veteran, uh, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's come out to some of our uh, Rex Defense training events, and uh, there's many times we'll have rants into like 6 in the morning and stuff like that. And so Josh has had a lot of patience uh, over the last year or so since we've really been hanging out. He's been a good pal, and when I've had uh, uh, issues at night when you got to peek through the window, looking for the boogeyman, uh, he'll he'll come and protect me. Right, Josh? That's absolutely correct. That was a very kind introduction. Thank you. <laughs> but no, he's a good guy. So, uh, Josh, uh, you called me today right as we're shoving Philip Naiman into the garbage can, and you're a little angry. And uh, he is privy to one of the avenues of attack on the Second Amendment and all the other amendments that is a common... Uh, pattern that he's identified, and that's something that we would like to share with you in the upcoming episode. You ready to rock and roll with this, Josh? Absolutely. Rock and roll, buddy. All right, we'll catch you on the next segment. We'll take a quick break, folks. Stick around. There's more of the Firing Line Radio Show coming up. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. 
For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. You know that according to the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So don't take your constitutional rights for granted. If you're not armed for protection or recreation, then Bullseye Sport in Riverside is where you need to go for handguns, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. Bullseye Sport is a strong supporter of conservative pro-Second Amendment candidates in this election and urges everyone, everyone, to get to the polls today. Make sure your voice is heard. Don't take our rights and privileges for granted. Our state is in need of elected officials that will put the citizens' needs first and will make California great again. As our president, Donald Trump, said, What truly matters is not which party controls our government, but whether our government is controlled by the people. Bullseye Sport for the best selection and prices every day. It's Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. Call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! Welcome back to the Firing Line Radio Show. It's Lou McCoy and Tiborosaurus Rex. Along with you, in for Mr. Philip Naiman once again. Thanks again, Philip, for letting us do this. It's always a pleasure to come down to sunny California and hang out. Yeah, we were actually a lion before. We didn't shove him into any kind of garbage dumpster. Uh, he's actually alive and well, so don't worry about Philip. Uh, but we got Mr. Josh on the line, and we're talking about mechanisms uh, that the uh, other side uses to kind of come around the corners. And uh, so people are aware that the the Second Amendment is so clearly written that it's Im- almost impossible to attack it head on. It specifically says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people, not the militia, but the right of the people to keep and to bear arms shall not be infringed. To keep arms means that you're going to have them piled up in your house or in your basement or your garage or in the back of your pickup behind the seat. That's a keep, an arms keep. To bear arms is to have one shouldered or have one holstered. That's bearing arms. So that's written down. That's the second amendment on the Bill of Rights. 
And so that's kind of hard for them to, to attack. So uh, Josh had a pretty darn good rant as um, we're just getting rolling here on the show. And I thought, dude, you got to get on the phone and you got to share this with us. So, Josh, what's your intel, brother? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I'm a big Second Amendment advocate here, too. Um, even though I don't participate in a lot of other events, I, I do advocate, you know, the right to life, liberty, you know, all the God-given inalienable rights. And so when you look at the Bill of Rights, like you said, it is rather hard to attack. So instead of attacking it head on, it's a lot easier to be a sneaky guy about it, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at it from a sneaky guy perspective, what you're going to do is you're going to use the tools that are available to you in order to sort of circumvent the situation. Um, and keep in mind that I'm not a lawyer here or the, the bar card member or whatever. And so, you know, I just read because I'm not allergic to it. And so when I read <laughs> and I do, uh, and I do research, you know, I look at the tools and where a lot of this legislation comes from. Do and you, not, you look at, do you not of, participate in the blinking box ritual? I don't participate in the blinking box ritual. No, but, negative. But, but, okay. but Josh, doesn't all that reading hurt your brain? <laughs> it does keep me up at night, I'll tell you that. Uh, I know. <laughs> you should see this guy. He has the best rants. He'll call me up, and he is fired up. That's why I love this guy. He's got He's got that true electric light of liberty in his eyes. And uh, so he's always fun to talk to. But go ahead and elaborate a little more on what their plan is. So you're saying uh, they don't want to do a frontal attack. They sneak around and flank us from the side or even maybe from behind. And they will even use our own tools to do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So when you look at the Constitution, a lot of people just point to the Second Amendment and they don't really want to read the rest of the document. And so if you read the rest of the document, you'll come into Article uh, uh, 1, Section 8. And when you look at that, that basically gives the legislature the power over the monetary system. And so a lot of people, you know, like everybody is doing, when you go to whatever firearm store you're going to, it's not like you're exchanging fruit or vegetables or deer meat or something like that for firearms. You're exchanging well, you know, maybe, through the legal Well, maybe not where you're laws. from. <laughs> <laughs> we still do that over here, man. Yeah, we do. It, it does happen. <laughs> That's a nice Stetson hat you got there. I'll give you this Solation R revolver for it. <laughs> go ahead, and that's Josh. what a lot of us should go back to doing. That's absolutely correct because what we're really doing here is we're voluntarily being a part of this system that the legislature has control over. So the legislature has control over the monetary system. And this isn't like some kind of, you know, theory that I have. This is a pretty recent news story. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but they were telling people on Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, that they were not going to be able to receive benefits if they had, you know, registered firearms. And so when you look at something like that, I think it becomes rather obvious that what they're really doing is saying they're not telling you, you know, specifically you can't have a firearm. What they're doing is they're saying, if you want to use our monetary system, you cannot use our money to buy X, Y, and Z. And then they just shove, you know, idiotic terms like assault weapon in there or whatever, and then they make up a bunch of garbage. But that's that, that sounds kind of similar to a different situation that I've heard about before that happens in the big cities where the guy pops out of the alley and sticks a gun in your face and says, give me your wallet or else. <laughs> so they're using the threat of taking away retired people's wallets or people who are... uh 
you know, dependent on uh, social security or these things they've earned over time, right? Uh, in the monetary system, and and even tax incentives, and a lot of what what other things they can use the doctors even too, right? If you fill out your yeah, med- sure. medical deal wrong, they'll get you. Yeah, that's right. They were talking about you know this is a huge thing with VA benefits as well. Um, you know, and so if you were receiving VA benefits and you had certain disabilities, then you aren't going to be you know able to have firearms. And though you know some of those things, I would agree with. I think that that's maybe not the best way to approach that for other reasons. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm against that overall. I, I I don't like it. I think it's very it is it's an attack on the Second Amendment, but it isn't at the same time. And I think it's something that people ought to look into and they ought to read. You know, I know that people have allergic reactions to reading. There's a Walgreens somewhere around you. Yeah, the, yeah. You know, you go, you get some Allegra, some Claritin. The, the daytime <laughs> Benadryl works so well for that kind of thing. All right. So you know, everybody remembers grammar school where we did research projects. Yeah. And so you know, when you look at Article One, Section Eight, it even says right in there in plain sight that they will establish lower courts in order to deal with monetary issues. So that's exactly what you're seeing right now. And so they're using that system, which was originally set up, the legislative intent of that was not to circumvent the naturally given rights to us by our creator, which were enumerated in the Bill of Rights. That wasn't the legislative intent of all those laws that they're now using to do that, uh, but nonetheless, that's been their tactic because it's effective. If you sell, if you tell someone, "Hey, you're going to starve unless you hand over your piece," um, then they'll hand over their piece. So basically, they're putting them in a predicament where they either starve or they keep their their firearm. Yeah, absolutely. So nobody likes a bully, right? You have all these anti-bullying campaigns. So why can't we get an anti? You know. And I'm not, like, totally against the government. I think there's good people in government. Absolutely. Um, and maybe some people, yeah, maybe some people don't even, you know, that who are in government there's don't absolutely even absolutely three good on. people in the government. At the, at the, no, no, there's, a, there's a lot of them. Uh, on the lower levels, uh, when you get up into, the, unfortunately, the people that reach the news are usually the biggest turkeys of them all, the ones that are making the biggest, like, uh, display of idiocracy that's uh, entertaining for us to watch on the news. You don't get to see the actual hardworking good ones that are trying to stop it. That's why it hasn't totally happened yet. There's a lot of guys with their heads screwed on pretty straight, but that's something that we like to share. We like to bring awareness uh, to the population, so that's something you can bring up to your elected officials and say, hey man, don't put this deal in this law you can't force me to take take away my firearms by threatening to take away my money here because that's like a robbery type situation and uh to me it's a pretty clear example of criminal behavior at a higher level that's uh, kind of scary well yeah absolutely and i i think you know this is where you and i are going to kind of disagree because i have a theory about their money i, I don't it's not really ours you know what I'm saying? Like your face isn't on that. Right. Um, but I do get that people go to work for it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I know, so, I know where you're like, headed with this. You're absolutely correct. We volunteer, uh, to, uh, you know, participate in the system and it's just a de facto state of reality that the the federal reserve notes have become the uh, tr- uh yep. main things that people trade for services and uh, we can right. get into so, the legalities of that and i understand that but uh well, i hear, no, I hear what you're saying like, what are you gonna do 
you know, what? How else are you gonna you gonna go to the grocery store and say, oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give you my shoe for this milk? You know, like what do you? How yeah. are you gonna? So this is what everybody accepts. So, there's, I mean, I there's agree the with ideals. You yes, there's the ideals, and then there's the practical reality yep. of uh, dealing with the, with what you got to deal with right off the bat. Uh, once we take care of some of the bigger stuff, like them not trying to completely disarm us and do all that, then we can deal with the smaller stuff. Um, but uh, I guess we'll have to see how she turns out, man. Absolutely, and that's why I wanted to get on and, and talk about that because I think if, if everybody is staring at the Second Amendment, it's very easy to, you know, like flank from the left or from the right or from behind or whatever. And so you got to start approaching different avenues. Here. Absolutely. And the topography of the legal matrix they've created is something we need to be aware of, just like a map. Uh, there's a lot of different uh, topographical features if you look at the legal system a lot of different avenues approach that people use interstate commerce clause all different kinds of ways people get into it and it's interesting so it's, it's good to stay sharp and uh, keep on top of it so that uh, when these turkeys try their move you at least kind of know what terrain they're coming from or where those possible avenues of attack may be coming from at all we're going to take a quick break folks and be back with more of the firing line in just a minute Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Welcome back to the Firing Line Radio Show. It's Luma Koi, Tiborosaurus Rex, and our good buddy Josh on the telephone with you today. And we are trying to inject a little bit of liberty back into Southern California. Absolutely. We, we just had a good discussion kind of talking about uh, ways that people try to circumvent our Second Amendment rights by using the super complex matrix of laws that uh, have been created around us to kind of hide behind the bushes and pop out. But uh, with all that being said, there's still a lot of other things we can do. We can continue to spread the culture. It's probably one of the most practical things a guy can do. Uh, continue to boost enthusiasm, share it. It's an American legacy. It's an actual civil duty that each person would be at least semi-proficient in the art of the rifle, in my opinion. It's a part of keeping the nation free. And it's a deterrent against bad guys that would want to do bad things, uh, whoever they may be, wherever they may be. Um, you know, Red Dawn situations or, you know, God forbid, uh, in the distant future, a 1984 situation. This is a deterrent. It's something.
something that we don't ever want to do, but it's something that keeps bad guys from doing really bad things. Because if you ever read a book, like we're talking about on the last part of the deal, if you read a book that says history on it, it's really scary. (laughs) And so that's what we're all about here. And part of our mission, too, is continuing that and spreading knowledge about the art and the craft. Yeah, man, we have fun doing it, too. And we've met some incredible guys, and it's been just an adventure, Rex. Yeah, man. You just got back from Texas once again. Yeah, I just rolled back in uh, from home here before we came back down to take over the radio station down here in California, off in West Texas, Hawks Double Mountain Ranch in in West Texas by Rotan. Uh, uh, very, very beautiful landscape. It's so flat in that part of Texas. You don't realize that when you come over a hill, there's these huge badlands, rolling hills, just like you're in, it's like you're in Africa. Hmm. It's beautiful. Um, and uh, they got all kinds of game. If you're into hunting and stuff, they got all kinds of exotic game out there and whatnot. But what we do out there is uh, we do a lot of our long range, uh, some of our higher level classes out there for Rex Defense. And uh, for those of you that know who we are, um, Rex Defense specializes in tier one extreme long range precision rifle shooting. Um, we have a whole series of courses. The course we just came back from is what we call the Combat Command Fire Course, which is kind of a PC term for maybe something else um, uh, is basically the combat application of precision rifle fire um, with very, very, very high standards. Uh, the way that I think that it's been defined for a long time in uh, most military NATO circles in terms of effectiveness of a weapon system, like how far can this weapon system be effective? Like, for example, on the M24 sniper rifle system, they'll give you a certain distance, like how far it's good. And uh, they'll give, if you can hit the target 50% of the time on an E-type silhouette, for example, you know, 20 inches wide 40 inches tall then that's the max effective range at the course we're teaching we teach more of a command application which is where you absolutely dominate in that skill set to where you maximize the psychological effects and really if you're talking about the skill set that was employed if you're a student of history or how the craft has been successfully employed world war ii through vietnam through the current war on terror uh, it's a very very interesting thing uh, to learn the skills because if you do it properly you can get 100 percent hit ratios in field conditions if you master your field craft and so for this course we had a lot of really really good help from some folks that i can't mention their names uh, but they uh, we got the field craft all squared away and uh, we had some really good demonstrations and we learned a lot and the guys got really really dirty and had a lot of fun and they were very tired when we were done it's not a class for what i call muffins uh if if you don't like getting dirty or if you're if you're scared to crawl around in the mud a little bit maybe it's not a class for you uh but if you're if you're a guy that loves having fun that's a good one to take uh, a lot of the stuff we do, though, is just like long-range precision shooting, which is applicable to either hunting or target shooting. Uh, if you're into PRS, there's a lot of other sports people get involved with uh, where we're really, really helpful for people to master uh, the craft of long-range precision marksmanship and the strategy involved in uh, organizing all the various peripheral equipment into one system that's integrated in a way that's actually successful and verified and trued uh, in the field to where when you dial in your rifle at 947 meters and you put the crosshairs on the target and you hold the proper wind, the bullet goes exactly 
where you want it to go. And that's kind of what we have fun doing. So that's a good time. And the Combat Command Fire is down in Texas at the Hawks Double Mountain Ranch. Yeah. Al- along with the ELR class, right? Correct. And uh, we, we finished the Command Fire classes for the year. Uh, but we do have an ELR class. For those that don't know what that is, uh, Extreme Long Range Rifle. Uh, there's a lot of different definitions. I think they kind of standardize, and, uh, standardize the definitions now. Uh, but basically shooting over a mile. Uh, we start our verifications, our ballistic input verifications at 1,000 yards during the class. It's a three-day course, uh, and then we get them shooting out beyond the max effective range of the rifle, which is when that bullet destabilizes, when it goes transonic typically. And for guys that have uh, maintained dynamic stability with their bullet and can go farther, we go as far as 3,000 yards. And so uh, we're shooting primarily between 1,000 and 3,000 yards at the extreme long-range class with Rex Defense. Uh, this year, the class down there is uh, uh, going to be in March, I believe March 15th. And you can check out RexDefense.com if that sounds interesting to you. There are a couple prerequisites to that course. You do want to come to our RX seminar class which is the classroom portion because if you don't take that first there is a language that is spoken that uh we will not have the uh manpower to communicate to you individually uh that's something that we practice how it's done in the classroom how the procedure is done how the strategy is employed and it's a unique program of instruction uh that's very different than uh, a lot of uh uh, currently existing programs, uh, not that they're inferior or worse, it's just very different because it's a very, very narrow uh, niche in the rifle shooting community is extreme long-range precision shooting. And so that's kind of where our forte is, and we have a lot of fun doing it. And I know that uh, yeah, Josh here is still on the line, and so Josh was actually able to take along with the RX-1000, uh, and uh, what were your impressions of, the, of that that class, Josh? It was for me frustrating in a good way because a lot of times, you know, when you go to the range, right, your, your, your firearm goes from your truck or car to the concrete and then back in and you don't really get to test it out. So I think it's better to have malfunctions at class than it is in real life. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, we, our classes are kind of uh, uh, zeroed in for field conditions and for hasty conditions where you have to kind of be in a hurry uh, because in real life, if you're hunting or if you're competing or if you're in a kinetic environment, you can't really lollygag. And so there has to be some degree of time pressure involved, uh, some degree, some element of fatigue and stress as much as it's hard to induce that realistically. I mean, Josh has been hit by a rocket before, and so it's hard to duplicate that short of seriously injuring you. Um, but uh, um, these skill sets are perishable, and it's, it's something that when you'll find out when you get into field environments, you only really retain 10% or less of your competency that you had mastered in a training environment. So when it gets real, you're only one-tenth as good as you thought you were. Well, you always want to have that training. And so if you go, you know, you start going out to the the RX seminar and you learn the language, and then you can transport that language, you know, into a real life, you know, as much as real life as possible in the, in the, in the class, you're going to be so much better off in the long run. You know, I, I, you talk about the malfunctions and stuff. It's way better to have those in class 
you take your rifle home, you get it properly bedded or whatever, and you come back to another class and you, you try over again. You know, you just keep going until you succeed. Absolutely. And with that, we're going to continue here at the fourth part of the show. Uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes, guys. Hang in there. This is the Firing Line Radio Show with special guests Lou McCoy and Mr. Tibor Source Rex, myself here from Rex Reviews Podcast. Do not flip that down to the dials now, Lou. Uh, I think the Do dial not is gone. hit the button. What do I say? I don't know what to say. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm leaving that in there. That's great. <laughs> I'm leaving that in there. Rush Limbaugh lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know the lines, man. I just think it's fun. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out. Maybe you could even see this podcast online. I'm going to try it uh, on our YouTube channel. Um, I had to switch over here because, as I said, we're because uh, I really like the sheriff. He's trying to stay close to the sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my CCW. Um, <laughs> so, two month wait now. Two month wait get now. Hey, hey, get that water bill <laughs> exactly. So um, we're running. We're talking with these two guys here. They're running for, for Congress. We have Sean Flynn running for Congress in the forty first district, thirty first district. I have uh, uh, Stan Sniff here running for sheriff of. Riverside, Riverside County. County. Re-election. I changed mm-hmm. seats. I can't think anymore. It's something happened over there. You're in a better county now. I am in a better <laughs> county. Although I like John McMahon. You're in a better county. That is true. And uh, McMahon's great. I've he had, is a good guy. Had him on the show. Very pro-Second Amendment, yep. just like you are. Um, Sean Flynn, pro-Second Amendment, running for Congress in the 31st District. And we're talking about some of the things that, that we're going to run into. Why do you hire a sheriff? And you hire a sheriff by voting for him. And you hire a sheriff because you want to see your crime go down. You want to see your Second Amendment rights supported. You want to see good policies implemented. And that's... I think that's your game. Yeah, I, I think when you look at the office of sheriff in California, it touches the quality of life, in our case, of all 2.4 million folks, because the sheriff is responsible not only for a massive patrol operation, but to own and operate a jail system that serves every agency that makes an arrest inside Riverside County, plus securing uh, all our courtrooms and doing the civil service. Those are all mandated responsibilities, all three of them. And in my case, uh, with the majority of the counties in California, I'm also the coroner public administrator. So it's a very complex organization. It's expensive to operate. But in one way or another, whether you have your own great police department in Riverside County or not, the office of sheriff touches every single human being in that county. One time or another. One time or another, yes. (laughs) So, yeah. So the the coroner thing, 
Are they as creepy as you think they are? No, they're really good people, and it's a very small unit uh, that uh, has two different morgue sites uh, back in uh, Paris and over in Indio, and they do a great job uh, of working. And uh, obviously, all of us end up having that uh, that experience in, in our families and in our lives that eventually we end up passing. And so the suspicious deaths are a responsibility of government to investigate, and that's what the coroner's office does. Good very good. It's not a job I would apply for. Well, a lot of people, but, you know, we have all different types of uh, great people, but they yep. all share the common thing of wanting to help others. I'm glad mm-hmm. they're there. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> anyway. Hey, so talk about the Second Amendment, some fun stuff here. Uh, kick this up off of line uh, on the radio show. You were talking about you uh, do your best to, how should I say this, rescue. Rescue high-powered rifles um, from, from the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, African big game rifles specifically. So these are the big big ones from 375 H&H on up to, uh, in my case, uh, 505 Gibbs. Now, what started that? You know, when I, I think uh, a lot of my interest in shooting was uh, when I was uh, growing up and we'd go visit the barbershop and all those gun magazines, not only American Rifleman, but all the others that were Sports of Field. Yeah, all that stuff, uh, including the, all the Boy Scout magazines mm-hmm. back at the time. All used to feature uh, all the different shooting sports that many of us participate in. And I think at the time, you look at all these things you could never afford, even as a, a young man in many cases. And then in life, you, you just in, end up encountering a lot of different uh, things where you can pick them up. But the big game rifles were always something that, uh, even though I don't hunt, that I was very much uh, interested in, almost like a gadget. And then many of them are works of art. And, uh, Absolutely. And they match cost-wise to, in that many cases, too, especially <laughs> yeah. on the ammunition. Well, actually, um, we have a rule here that everything costs about 100 bucks. Because think about this. You know... You f- some guy finally lets his his wife lets him listen to us as we're driving over to Costco, <laughs> right? And and you say that what what something might actually cost, and we don't know what he told his wife. You could cause a divorce. Exactly. So everything costs about a hundred bucks. Your mileage may vary, but we're just going to go with that rule. Yeah, and it's always on sale and a great deal. But but some of the ammunition for some of those <laughs> rifles, you cannot believe how much money my wife has saved me. It's almost as if she created thousands of dollars by shopping. <laughs> some of the ammunition for the, some of those specialized uh, big game guns runs about a hundred dollars a cartridge. So it's pretty rare and pretty big. Yeah, but nobody owns those ladies, so forget that comment completely. <laughs> but again, it was about a hundred dollars. That's right. <laughs> Ammunition, no. Firearms. Even cost- though I bought a box of twenty of them. <laughs> Firearms cost Volume discount. No. You save money, guys. You're breaking my rules here. I'm yeah. going to I'm have to hit that mute button. Firearms cost about a hundred bucks. Ammunition costs about twenty. Yeah. That's it's, all. It's about a hundred bucks to go out of state hunting. Mm-hmm. Okay, just fill up the gas tank. That's all it takes. Boom. That's it. Well, most of you hunters never really fire around, do you? <laughs> it's not the adventure of being for. out with the other guys and being out with nature. Yeah. Not, not one that we would have to pay for. It's very inexpensive, <laughs> very cheap. It almost pays you, like my wife shopping. It almost pays you to be involved. Truly. <laughs> well, let's talk about the works of art on, on those uh, firearms because they are – when you see them and you, you – it's not something you run into very often, but on an on a big, African big game gun, they went out of their way. The guns I'm talking 30, 40 years old. The, the double um, double rifles and that's all. Well, the double rifles a whole another art level, and that's just absolutely gorgeous. But even the bolt actions, where you see the fleur de lis yep. checkering, and it's all hand cut, and the the rich dark walnut. 
wood that you really can't find anymore. Mm. I mean, if you wanted to have a gun made with that kind of a stock, it would cost like a hundred and two dollars. <laughs> right, right. A little bit more than a normal normal run. And you plus. see the same thing on the on the shotguns, either yeah. over-unders or side-by-sides. Mm. They're also works of art. And people don't understand that. It's so there, there's a collection action aspect to it, and there's just just feels nice just to, to own those things, eh? Yep, or pick up and borrow somebody else's when you couldn't afford to own them. Right. So I actually ran into one. This is one of the first things I ever did with Vince. Vince Torres over at uh, Bullseye Gun Sports and Ammo. He got this estate sale in, and this guy brought in this Browning Medallion 375 H&H that had stalagmites growing on it. It was, he kept it under his bed, the cat peed on it. It was <laughs> no, the dear most, God. it was terrible. And uh, so I offered Vince a very low ball offer, and he says, take that junk out bucks. of here. Yeah, pretty much. It was, it was exactly 100 bucks. <laughs> And I took it over to Jim Gruning, and I cannot tell you the artwork that came out of that yeah. gun because it's the old uh, Browning Medallion, uh, not Medallion, Browning Belgian Mauser action, which are yeah. just beautifully smooth. He cleaned that all up. He's, High gloss finish and all that stuff. Yeah, well, we actually ended up Cerakoting it because there was pitting on the, uh, oh. on the action, so we couldn't put that back on. And then I found a stock, a hardwood walnut stock that was gorgeous on eBay. Uh-huh. For about a hundred bucks, of course, <laughs> <laughs> and had them put it all together, and this is the most beautiful. You know, again, it's a big game cartridge. It's, oh yeah, three seventy five is a humper. Yeah, and then we well, we had to rechamber to three seventy five H and H, so it's a three seventy five on. It just got great performance. It's unbelievable what you can do with a rifle like that. Anything from elk all the way up, um, the power and, and but it, there's just something about a beautiful bolt action rifle or a beautiful shotgun. They are they are art. They are functional art. And I think from in my case and probably many others that grew up looking at all those magazines and so on, it becomes embedded in you a little bit. Yeah. And then you end up being more and more interested in in seeing all that great artwork. And over your years, you're able to collect some of it. Obviously, a lot Hopefully, of it's yeah. out of reach. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. You know, you go on gun broker and you say, oh, thirty. You know. More than one hundred and three dollars for some of these things. It's just... Well, you remember the high end gun room that uh, Bass Pro used to have when they first opened up over yeah. there. I mean, it was just you go in there and you look at at firearms that would uh, worth again pieces of art uh, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that market's not in this area in the Inland Empire, so they eventually moved it. But it was just beautiful to go in and look at yeah. that. It's like being in a museum. It truly is. And I did a, a museum in France with their history of their firearms, and it was absolutely fantastic, gorgeous. Hey, I've got a minute and a half left here, so I'm going to give you 30 seconds here to, to wrap up. Why Stan Sniff? Well, I think that the, the, the department, the Riverside County Sheriff's Department, has been operated and very well managed for a number of years. We've done a good job, even in the face of those tough, brutal cuts that we were talking about earlier. We managed to drop crime with a much smaller workforce. So that was kind of manna from heaven for us because we didn't quite expect it. But that's also a tribute to the professionalism uh, of anybody running uh, this year. And I've had a number of different opponents, including now when going into the runoff. Um, none of them have any of the experience or background or education or the hands-on track record that, that I've had so far over the last 11 years. So it's a great department doing a great job. And I would appreciate everybody's support on November 6th. Very good. Sean? Okay, so I, I'm in the exact opposite position. The sheriff has been doing a fantastic job for 12 years. 
On the other hand, the race I'm running against is against an incumbent who's been doing absolutely nothing for the district, right? And in addition to that, you know, he's a gun grabber and there's a million other things, sanctuary cities we could get into um, that I think most people in this district are opposed to. They are. And folks, we're going to start the gun sanctuary cities. How's that? <laughs> I like that. Guns, guns are going to be that, safe in, the, in this particular that, county. That, that's supposed to be the United States with the Second Amendment. It's endangered right? here as an endangered species here in California, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, or in the People's Republic of Occupied California. Firing Line Radio Show. I want to thank my special guest, Sean Flynn, running for Congress. I want to say Sean Flynn, my next congressman. Mm-hmm. And Stan Sniff, our sheriff. And I want to say our continuing sheriff. Thank you. Thank you guys very much. Thank you. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. The Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. CCW Safe. Moppin Financial Advisors. Cutting Edge Bullets. Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>